Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast with Philip Washington Jr. Today's episode is brought to you by WealthBuildingMadeSimple.us. Today, Philip concludes his four-part series titled An Introduction to Wealth Building. Today's topic, Introduction to Passive Income. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. All right, we are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple. And today we are talking, we're wrapping up our, our series on introduction to wealth building, talking about uh, passive income. And for those of you who are tuning in, this is a four part series I'm doing for the month of July. Um, so go back to the beginning of the month on Monday, and you can start with setting financial goals. Then the next Monday is developing a wealth mindset. The next Monday is investment strategies for beginners. And now we're talking about introduction of passive income. The entire series, we're going deeper on the newsletter. So wealthbuildingmadesimple.us, wealthbuildingmadesimple.us. Check it out. Um, For paid subscribers, we're going deeper on each topic. Um, um, These are just high-level overviews um, for the podcast. But passive income... uh, we're going to go into different types um, so you can be aware of, of those types. So uh, dividends is the first type. What is a dividend? So if you invest in a company, a company uh, will take your money and they're going to use it to invest in their business operations or marketing or whatever it might be. And the managers of the business are going to decide what to do at the end of the year uh, with profits, if you take if you if you're investing in a company like Amazon, um, you know, and over the last decade they've grown at something like 40 percent a year. So they've taken the profits and they've reinvested it back into the company and grown it at a a, a very high rate. Investors from Amazon that are growing money at 40 percent a year are not going to require. Uh, they're going to be like, no, like don't you know. Don't send me money at the end of the year with the profits. Keep reinvesting it because you guys are doing a phenomenal job uh, at investing it. And so Amazon doesn't pay a dividend because they're above average investors of the cash flow they receive from the operations. But then you take other companies, and I will use Apple because they're a very, very well-known company. Apple pays a dividend. And Apple's growing at a, their stock is growing at an aggressive rate, but their their operations or their business is not growing you know, at 30, 40% a year anymore. Um, so they pay a dividend because as an investor, you're like, well, hey, if, you know, if if the, and everybody benchmarks the today, the S&P 500. So, you know, if, if Apple as a company is not growing that much faster from an operational standpoint than the average Fortune 500 company, um, then the investors are going to demand a dividend because they're like, cool, like pay me out some of the, you know, keep, keep some of it to keep reinvesting, but pay me out some of it so I can take that money and either like use it for income or reinvest it in other investments that I think can grow at a, 
faster rate or just invest in a diversified portfolio because if it's in one company, like if, for example, if Apple's growing their cash flow at 8% a year, I don't know if it is, I'm just making a number, 8% a year, and the average Fortune 500 company is growing their cash flow at 6% a year, right? The question becomes, well, man, you know, I'm I'm aggressively investing my money and I have all my money tied up in one company and it's only giving me a 2%, it's only growing at 2% better a year than five in the average company. So I can just buy the S&P and diversify single stock risk. And so I'm going to take my money out of Apple and put it in S&P. So Apple says, wait, 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 we'll also, we'll pay you a dividend, right? Because we think that we can still outpace um, the average company, but we'll give you a dividend so you can take some of that and then diversify it into uh, some other investments. Like that's the that's the mindset behind like the people that decide on a, on a dividend or not because they understand what big fund investors are thinking uh, and big investors are thinking um, when they are when they are investing. Um, and so that's what a dividend is. It's, it's it's yeah, it's just paying out some income from the operations um, when they're when they're a profit. And some people might be thinking. Well, Philip, but Apple may grew a whole lot more than S&P 500 over the last decade, um, and they paid a dividend. That's a whole different conversation because that's just that's another episode. Uh, but I'm using that example as a dividend. So rental properties. Um, most people know what rental income is, but I'm going to go over it anyway. Rental income. If you if you own real estate that you don't live in, um, then people pay you rent. Right, whether it's a, it's you're a business or whether it's a residence, but if you own the property, people pay you rent, and um, and so uh, rental income is a great way to get uh, passive income as well. Online businesses, these, this is where you're finding over the last really decade has been really rolling, but you you're finding a lot of wise new age uh, investors who are who are finding online businesses to make money because uh, if, if you have an online business or you, let, let's take let's take rental property even even people who own rental properties there's still some some level of uh, as you're building it right of, of quote unquote work you have to do so First, when you're building it, you are, uh, you might be the property management company, so you may have to send the people out there to clean it, to uh, to uh, fix things, right? You may have to collect rent, um, uh, uh, organize all the team, and at some point, you might have a property management firm to 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 do all that kind of stuff. But in the beginning, when you're building your uh, real estate empire, you're you're doing some front end work to build a passive income. Same with the online business. If you want to build an online business where you are, I'm going to pick something easy like like selling t-shirts, right? It's a big one. Selling t-shirts. In the beginning, you got to find the suppliers that will make the t-shirts at a profit that you want. Then you have to uh, you know, learn the marketing that's going to drive people through different avenues to your online site. Uh, to have people buy the shirts. But then once you get everything set up properly, it's just saying, all right, it costs me, if I'm selling $4 t-shirts and it costs me 20 bucks, you know, all in or 30 bucks all in to 
to get a T-shirt made and sold, you know, marketing and distribute marketing distribution and, and and production cost. Right then, you go okay. I get ten dollars of profit per T-shirt. I'm just making up the math. I don't know the actual math. I feel like the margins are smaller than that. But but then it just becomes going okay, cool. Like I have my operation set up. I just pour money in from the profits, and I get ten bucks per T-shirt. And so then you just monthly, if you sell a thousand T-shirts a month, right, times ten bucks in profits, you're making like ten thousand a month from your T-shirt company, right, um, on online business. Um, and so then you're just like taking your profits, reinvesting it in the machine, and you may have to tweak the machine as as uh, algorithms change over time but you can also just hire a team to uh to cover that as well like you can hire a property management team to cover that so you have a lot of internet entrepreneurs that are having online businesses um that's creating passive income a podcast is another one where you get advertisers um um, to pay you um you have uh i mean the, the 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 opportunities are endless i'm trying to think um, and my, uh, it's crazy. My mind is going blank right now. All the online businesses that are that are out there that I'm seeing. But you you think of any product that's out there that sells physically, and it can be sold online, right? Uh, same with advice. I mean, courses. Courses are a big one. People newsletters, right? My newsletter is another example where um, I was telling my buddy uh, who he has an online business selling Muay Thai gear. Um, I was like, man, doesn't it feel good? You know, so I said I was in meditation the other day, and I was just meditating, doing my wealth visualization. And when I came out, I looked at my little Stripe app, and it, and I had like a sign up for my newsletter, right? While I was meditating, and I was like, like once you do that, that's you go, man, that's passive income uh, from things that I set up, systems that I set up, that's repeating things. Uh, Etsy, Etsy's another one, right? Etsy is a a good site that helps people that make crafts sell it uh, online. But um, I think nowadays the uh, having dividend income, having rental income, and having online business income, I think is like phenomenal, uh, a phenomenal way to build multiple income streams, um, uh, you know, in in life period. Last one is royalties. And, And royalties... I feel like we're something that was limited to artists and musicians um, at the highest level before, where it's basically like if you create content. So let's say you cr- we, we hear about like masters, right? And I, kn- I know there's different applications for royalties, but I'm going for the easy one people understand. But if you if you if you wonder why, right? Taylor Swift was having that big battle about her royalties, and and you had all these hedge funds um, uh, buying her masters, it's because like. Um, Every time there's a sale of of a song, or you know, some somebody wants to remix something or um, do something from that content, they have to pay a royalty to the to the person who owns the the content, right? Um, uh, the same, let's use a different one. Even the the movie business, right? The reason why the movie business, why you see content go from Netflix to Hulu, and all this kind of stuff, is is because royalties, right? If 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 you own the if if you own the rights for Disney, Disney bought the rights to Marvel, and so anybody who wants to do anything off the Marvel brand has to pay Disney royalties to to do it, 
right? And and there's more nuanced negotiations that can be done. I'm going super high level, and this is an intro to passive income. But I'm just saying, like, that's royalties where you're getting paid in perpetuity off of content you created uh, in the past, right? Those royalties are going to become widespread when NFTs roll out because NFTs have the ability to program royalties into the contract. Um, and there needs to be a whole episode done on that because I don't want to go too too detailed on that. But royalties is another income uh, or another asset class that's specific to content creators that's going to like blow up, right? And so like I'm in love with all four of them. I think I think everybody ought to have all four of them. You want to talk about like financial independence, right? And 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 making money while you sleep, right? Imagine having all four of them growing and expanding, right? In the fun that, around that. So um, that's the intro to passive income. Um, lots of ways to do it. Lots of ways that. Lots of new creative ways to to build it. Um, until next week, y'all enjoy your your week. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.